I am Camille Johnson, and this is Finding the Floor. Stories and reflections of midlife motherhood, family, and finding meaning in it all. Join me as I share a little piece of my life and figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Hey everyone, welcome to Finding the Floor. This is episode 156. Today I'm calling it Two Funerals and Some Thoughts. So yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about reflections and kind of like begin with the end in mind habit. I've been thinking about that as I attended these two funerals. So before I get into that topic, I don't know if anybody has already been getting into Halloween costumes. I know here we are coming up just this comes out on Friday the 13th. So happy Friday the 13th if you're listening to it on Friday. And I'm already getting some costuming in. So exciting. I'm so ahead of the game. And I only have like two kids to worry about and they're doing most of the work. So kind of fun. Anyway, I don't know if you guys are still doing that. If some of you are still into costumes, we kind of love dressing up. And I'm still glad my girls, even now in high school, are still loving it. Okay. So this past weekend, I attended two funerals. One funeral was for a neighbor of mine that passed away. And another was for a friend of my mother-in-law's. I ended up going to this funeral sort of being more of a support for her. But I did know it was like a work colleague. And I remember knowing her more when we were first married, when they worked together more than. So it just had made me think a lot. So... Now, no one I was super close with, but it's just really made me think, and I think that's good, you know, as you're like going to a funeral and you're either impressed or you're like, wow, you're not impressed. But in both of these cases, I was impressed and I was just, I've been thinking about kind of my life and things that I really need to change. So one of which was to be a better neighbor. Now, I am not like a horrible neighbor, but as I was thinking about this situation with my neighbor who I see regularly walking her dog and I always say hi and we, she just got an, a new puppy and her older dog passed away last year and I was aware of all this and then I just realized that I hadn't really asked much about her husband and kind of unaware or oblivious of me, even though I'm trying to be nice. But I was like, wow, I just realized my need to just be more caring and aware. And even when it might feel a little awkward, just to ask how their whole family's doing. And just as a way to make sure things are okay. And if you can be of help, and I know she has better friends than mine in the neighborhood. So I know she was supported because we're not like super close. But in some ways, I just was feeling like I was neglectful 
in that way, even though I technically was being kind and nice. Does that make sense? So that was more of like a something I need to be better at and to find that balance of, I was thinking back to that strength and weakness episode, just to find the balance of being caring and caring about others and not being a gossip. So slowly kind of working through that. And then with the funeral that I went to with my mother-in-law, this one I was able to observe kind of in a different way because I didn't really know her super well. And I just kind of was observing the people at the funeral and how as there was just this big family surrounded this woman and that you could tell that she really loved people a lot. And so that's when I really thought about habit number two from seven habits of highly effective people. And I think it's just a really good reminder. So I'm just going to remind you a few things about that habit. So at the beginning of the book, he asks you to imagine that you were going to a funeral. He says, imagine going to the chapel, seeing all the people you want to say hello to and give your condolences, sharing in the love and loss of this individual. And then he says that this is actually your funeral. And it's a lot easier to imagine this since last week I attended two of these, like literally back to back, one on Friday and one on Saturday. And so he says, what would you want people to say about you, your family, your work associates, your community, and your church? If you were to die in three years, what would you do to change some of these relationships? It just kind of really crystallized, I think, a little bit with me as I was like watching these two funerals and just thinking about this. So he goes on to say, and This is from episode 97 when I talked about habit number two. So if you want to go back and listen to that episode, but he goes on to say in the book, it is so easy to feel caught up in life and really not take a moment to think about where it is taking you. So he says to begin with the end in mind means to start with a clear understanding of your destination. It means to know where you're going so that you better understand where you are now so that the steps you take are always in the right direction. This idea beginning with the end in mind, you know, then begins with the mission statement. And I was thinking, well, I wrote my mission statement and I realized I'm not reading my mission statement probably as regularly as I should. And then in it, do I need to change a few things after reflecting after these two funerals? So one thing that really stood out to me at this funeral of my mother's colleague and friend is that how many people she would reach out to in a day. She wasn't married and she didn't have any children and she worked with children with developmental disabilities. And as her sister was like sharing her thoughts, she was saying that she would get a call every night from this sister and then also commented that that was like usually just the beginning of all her phone calls that she would make and that she would just call and talk with people like each evening. And I was just like, 
wow, a lot of times I just want to veg out and talk to no one. And I'm, I'm not saying that that's bad and that we all have to be like this person, but I think there's a reason sometimes some things stick out to you. And then I also noticed how she was just very attentive to all her nieces and nephews. There were just stories of how she just spent regular time with them and just seemed to care about them a lot. And it was just lovely to see that and to see this family who was close together and really loved each other. And they were so sad to see this loss of their, you know, sister, their aunt, their daughter, their friend and coworker. And it was really impressive. This woman was, I feel like young. She was, I think she just turned 59. I mean, she wasn't super young, but I feel like lately as I'm getting older, that just seems younger and younger. 59 or 60 does not feel very old anymore. So this has just helped me think a little bit more about what I am doing and how am I spending my time? And in the end, am I working on the relationships that mean a lot to me? Will people miss my phone calls when I am gone? And I'm not trying to like get pity for myself, but I think it's a good reminder to just think about that every once in a while, that how are you reaching out to other people and caring about them. A great reminder, again, from Stephen Covey about this habit, begin with the end in mind. He says, if you carefully consider what you want to be said of you in the funeral experience, you will find your definition of success. And that one is an easy one to forget, but I think it's so important. If you think about what you want people to say of you at your funeral, you will find the definition of success for you. Because that idea of success is such a vague idea. And what I think one of the points that Stephen Covey makes in Begin With the End of Mind is that you get to decide what success means and looks like for you. How do you get there? How do you figure that out? And this is what he's saying. And, and having that experience of literally thinking about that last week has been really good. Okay, so I've been thinking about that and actually I was thinking about how I was actually a lot better at calling people, especially during COVID. Like I would always make sure to call someone from my family almost every day and I think I've just gotten lazy. So I feel like I just need to start that up again and just make sure I'm doing my best to be concerned. And not only just my family, but friends, I think it's so easy to just get caught up in your life and just feel like I need to make sure to make time and maybe it's just a quick phone call because sometimes we all don't maybe have time for lunch and I know sometimes at the end of the day it's hard with time changes and all that but just finding that time to take a moment to care about other people. And then that brings me to thoughts about my neighbor and like... We've lived in this neighborhood for, I guess it's been almost 14 years, and they've been here just as long or, you know, longer than that. They were here when we moved here. Just always a very nice couple, and I was thinking, how do I get better at getting to know people past the 
initial surface level high? And how do I show more caring, even if it's in just a quick hello? And so I thought, okay, well, maybe I need to look this up. Like, how can you be a better neighbor? Of course, there were all these like Christian things about being good neighbors and what that means. And so nothing super profound like came up. It was just all like normal things like strike up a conversation, offer your help. You could organize a community project or have a gathering. And luckily we do have gatherings like in my neighborhood. And even just this idea of this person had to ask to go for a walk. She had mentioned that there was a neighbor when she first moved into their neighborhood that just simply asked to go for a walk with her and they became like really good friends. And then I just think, how do you get better at just noticing and being aware in a non-gossipy way, like being genuinely concerned about other people? I think that's good. And maybe... It's just something you slowly develop as you're more aware of like, oh, I noticed that I haven't seen this person walking around lately. I wonder how they're doing. Like, I wish I would have picked up on something a little bit more quickly. And then the other thing, and maybe this is just the nature of funerals, is that because I didn't know my neighbor super well, I mean, like, I just knew him as this nice guy and he was friendly and funny. At the funeral, you just find out all these like cool and interesting things. And he, again, had a close group of friends. It's not like he didn't have any friends. So he had plenty of friends. And I'm just thinking after this funeral, I was like, gosh, I got to know him a little better. And I realized kind of how I missed out on knowing him a little bit better. And then I remember thinking the same thing. This was probably like... 15 years ago, I went to my uncle's funeral and I think, so I was about 35 at the time. I remember my youngest was just a baby because I brought her with me and I just was like, I didn't even know some of these things about my uncle. Now he lived in Florida and I lived in Utah and they were like the cool family that we'd get to see every once in a while. But I was just thinking, you know, as a kid, you kind of forget that you're these older parents or adults. These parents or your aunts and uncles like are real people and have had a life. And so I was like, wow, I just didn't even know. And he was a doctor and sometimes he didn't come visit as much because I, I remember seeing my aunt and my cousins more than my uncle. I just didn't think to ask about their lives and It's just one thing, I guess, as you grow older, you get better at, or I want to get better at that. So that was my other question is how do you find out the awesome and interesting things about people? Because it always seems like there is some cool and awesome, interesting thing that they're doing. And maybe I would have loved to find out. So like, for instance, my neighbor, like he grew up in Ohio, but then he was a graduated in zoology and worked in this zoo as a zoologist and like worked with elephants. He was like the mammal curator. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And I knew he had this parrot that he would put outside and would just kind of sit outside and squawk. And I always thought it was so funny, but I didn't think to ask like, oh, why do you have a parrot? (laughs) 
you know, just maybe like being willing to just be more curious and somehow be better at finding a way to get to know what is awesome and interesting about whoever you're talking to. Like maybe just assume that everybody has something really interesting or awesome about them. And how do you somehow find that out as you're getting to know somebody like your neighbor or your uncle? So of course, then I like search articles or their advice, blah, 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 blah. How can I do that better? And there was this one article titled how to have better conversations with people that you have just met. And in the article, they said there's a use for small talk, like it's important to do small talk, even if it seems superficial, because they like challenged a group of people, they were all in line to get coffee, and half of which they challenged to make a conversation with the barista, and half of which they just said, just be efficient with your transaction. And they said, coming out of the study, the people that made a conversation with the barista or made small talk actually were happier as they came out. So there were like three different articles I found with lists of ways that you can be better at getting to know people better or people you have just met or maybe taking things to the next level. And they all had lists. And I just want to say a few things that sort of they had in common. And one was just to be brave. So obviously that's a big one. Just be brave. And It's going to probably be awkward at first, but that's okay. So be brave and be awkward. And I think that's kind of what Brene Brown says. Well, maybe hers is be kind and awkward. So, or maybe she just says all three. Anyway, so then like when you ask questions, like be curious and find ways to ask that like have questions that will spark a conversation So one example I thought was really good. So it's instead of asking, let's say someone, do you have any siblings or maybe something like, what are some things you like to do with your family? And then in that conversation, maybe you'll end up finding out like if they have siblings or all that. And maybe you also find out maybe they don't. And that's a sensitive subject. That was another point is like maybe steer clear of sensitive subjects Another really good point that all of them said was that you need to stay present and show them you're listening, pay attention. And the other thing that I thought was interesting is they all said that compliments can be good, that they need to be genuine and honest so that giving a compliment may spark a conversation, but that it needs to be a compliment that you really mean. So I just remember Izzy would do this all the time just after she got home from her mission. Like she would find ways to compliment people and that would be how she would like get conversations going. So she must have just done that all the time on her mission. And I remember her telling me a story about how they found this one girl who I think she was almost 18. I think they complimented her shoes just as she was like walking across the street And she ended up being this, like, I think they're still in touch now, but just this great friend that ended up joining the church. And I just started with this genuine compliment. And maybe in align with that, having like honest compliments is just in general being honest. Like, don't say you like things that you don't like. 
it seems like the classic like romantic comedy situation where you say you like one thing and you really don't but you just wanted to get their attention and now they're going to find out and that's a whole drama of the movie and there's so many movies or situations and you're just like oh just tell them the truth ah so just make sure you're being authentic and honest and I think just basically curious And then I thought it was interesting. It says, avoid giving advice. (laughs) And that goes back to like, like you don't have to make everything all better. Like it was funny. One of them were just saying, just, just like have empathy with them and don't, especially when you're making new friends, like do not give advice. (laughs) So I will post all of these articles if you want like all of the info, but One also really good point was that have more conversations with people you don't know. And I think as you get practiced, you'll get better. So for me, I think maybe I need to practice. There are people I do know in my neighborhood that I just need to practice getting to know them a little better. And it reminded me of the book, How to Be Yourself by Ellen Hendrickson and there was a last section on cultivating friendships and that was episode 83. And her advice is that you just need to be willing to take it to the next level. So anyone can be your friend. You, If you see them regularly and then you do a little bit of disclosure and they are willing to disclose a little bit, that back and forth, um, you share something, maybe it's not too big and they share something. And then your willingness to show someone you like them by being like excited to see them again or genuinely nice or show them you care somehow. So all of these things have really helped me to think about the end. (laughs) Not that I want to think about me dying, but it's good to really think about that habit number two, begin with the end of mind. And am I actually following through on the things that I really would like people to maybe say about me at my funeral? So next time you are at a funeral, maybe this could help, but maybe you don't need to go to a funeral and take a moment to just really think about things you want people to say at your funeral and what are things that maybe you need to do to work in that direction so that you're like creating that life. You know, that first creation is this, this mission statement, like what do you want to do? So I just think that's so good. And it's been really good for me to think about this and how I can be better and be better neighbor and coworker and sister and friend and mom and all the things. All right, you guys have a good weekend. We kind of have a fun weekend coming up. I know it's kind of weird to think that I think a fun weekend includes state conference, which is what my husband, he's a state president and he, you know, is in charge. It's going to be so fun, but we have a visiting authority coming and it's just always fun since my husband's a state president, like we actually get to know them and it's just kind of a fun experience to get to know these visiting general authorities. So we'll see how that goes this weekend guys have an awesome week and I will talk to you next week. Okay, see ya. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. 
If you have any questions, come by FindingTheFloor.com, where I will have show notes and links for anything I've mentioned today. Special thanks to Seth Johnson for creating and performing the theme music. Come back next week, and thanks for listening. 